Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. curious uh, as we uh, as we roll into uh, Valentine's Day we have to wait a month evidently for this trade to come down get Flacco sent to Denver and theoretically officially pass the reins to Lamar Jackson who would you rather have for the next three years the next three years in the NFL if you could have either Lamar Jackson or Joe Flacco um, I think you have to factor in age a little bit. Um, Flacco right now, I'm going to check and see exactly how old he is. I'm guessing like 33 or 34, um, but I'll pull up the uh, the official age here for uh, for Joe Flacco and give you guys an idea. Flacco's 34, so playing until he's 37 is very doable. And by the way, he just turned 34 uh, in uh, January, so last month. So he literally just turned 34. So I don't think playing to 37 is outlandish at all for Joe Flacco. So for the next three years, who would you rather have, Joe Flacco or would you rather have Lamar Jackson? Because that's effectively the decision that the uh, the Baltimore Ravens had to make. And in theory, at least in theory, um, the, uh, the, the Broncos have made a uh, choice there as well. Now, it's also possible both the Broncos and the Ravens could draft quarterbacks this year, so it's not like they're going all in with either guy. 
although it would be relatively strange. A good question. Um, one of you guys can tweet me, or maybe one of the guys on the show can think of it. Can you think of a team that has drafted first-round quarterbacks in back-to-back years? Like, in theory, the Ravens would do if they went and got another guy to be Joe Flacco's backup going forward. I can't think of a team. I know we've had a couple of years where you got, you know, for instance, we had the Kirk Cousins RG3 drama where you had two guys drafted both in the first round. I mean, the same draft, first round and a fourth rounder, if I remember correctly. But I can't ever remember a team going first-round quarterbacks in back-to-back years because it would basically be an acknowledgement, I think, that you drafted the wrong guy. So I'd be very surprised if the Ravens did that. That's what I would think was necessary. I personally would rather have Flacco. Who would you rather have for the next three years? People say, why you go three years? Well, three years is a long time in the NFL. And also three years would take Joe Flacco would take Joe Flacco into thirty set year thirty seven. I know you don't want to say five years because he's forty. I think it gets more difficult the longer you go. And three years would take Lamar Jackson to the end of his guaranteed rookie contract. And that would be around the time that the team would have to make a decision, okay, are we going to pick up the option on his fifth year? So I think three years is a good number. Also, again, three years is a long time in the NFL. A lot changes uh, very often at the quarterback position in three years. I'd rather have Flacco. Flacco has proven he can win a Super Bowl. Flacco in the postseason has been phenomenal. And uh, I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is a flash in the pan. I don't believe that he's a long-range answer at quarterback because he can't throw the ball, at least not consistently. He's a one-read-and-then-run guy. Now, the Ravens have a good defense. They may well decide, you know what, we just want to run the ball consistently. I don't think that that, uh, that there's any way Lamar Jackson will be able to run the ball next year. I think you've followed the NFL at all. What you have seen is defenses catch up, whether it's Tim Tebow, RG3, or Vince Young. All three of those guys came in, set the league on fire, and then couldn't be pocket-passing quarterbacks on third and eight to consistently continue drives. And as a result, they all got replaced. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Lamar Jackson, notwithstanding the early success he had. Lamar Jackson is eerily similar to Vince Young. I mean, it is crazy how similar those guys are. Vince Young came in, if you remember, like six games into his rookie year with the Titans. Went, was unstoppable down the stretch. Almost made uh, the, uh, almost made the, took the Titans to the postseason. He went like eight and one or eight and two or whatever the heck it was down the stretch once he came in and started starting games. One, I think it was eight games in a row uh, before. I think he lost his first game, won eight in a row, and then lost his last game. Titans barely missed the postseason. I was in love with Vince Young's performance in the NFL his rookie year. Vince Young's career probably peaked when he ran 40 yards for the touchdown. If you remember in that game against the Houston Texans in overtime, he went back home and in overtime, he just like, I mean, it was an incredible run in overtime, a walk-off 40-yard scramble for a touchdown. And I couldn't wait to see what he was going to be capable of going forward. You know what happened? He couldn't make it consistently as a passing quarterback. Never was able to actually make that neck, take that next step and win as a passing quarterback. And as a result, NFL defense has caught up with him and he was out of the league a few years later as a starter. He got replaced, if you remember, by Kerry Collins, who was kind of like the Joe Flacco of his era, really. I mean, big, strong-armed guy that was good enough to win 
12 games, but you never really felt like when it got to the postseason he was going to be able to win you a championship. Flacco's better than Kerry Collins. But that's what happened in that situation. Tebow gets replaced by Peyton Manning. RG3 gets replaced by Kirk Cousins. What all those guys have in common? They're all passing prototypical quarterbacks in the pocket. Would you rather have Flacco or would you rather have Lamar Jackson, Danny G? I would rather have Lamar Jackson right now. Now, maybe Flacco for one season because, as we see, Jackson is still developing. But he's got a, a upside for sure. I don't think so. You don't think so, no. but I do. I mean, I saw him improving as the season went. Now, that didn't play out in the playoff game. But Lamar Jackson is an exciting young player. The performance he put forward in the first three quarters of the playoff game is as bad of a performance as has ever existed in the history of the NFL postseason. But it still was his very first playoff game of his career. Doesn't matter. You can't be I that think, bad. I think it does matter. Can't be that bad. Now, uh, I, like, I, like how Flacco, I do like how Flacco handled the whole thing. Very classy, even on his way out of Baltimore. I give him a lot of props for that. Uh, Joe Flacco in the postseason. Somebody pull up Joe Flacco in the postseason's record. I mean, it's unbelievable, particularly when you consider how he did on the road in playoff games. He's one of the best in the postseason in the history of the NFL. Who would you rather have Eddie Garcia for the next three years, Flacco or Lamar Jackson? Uh, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. I've seen Joe Flacco, and he's done. I, I, I would take him. I would take Joe Flacco as a as a backup quarterback in case of an emergency. He comes in and fills in for a game or two maybe, but as a starting quarterback, I, I have no confidence in Joe Flacco anymore. I know he's won a Super Bowl, but he's not that quarterback, and frankly, he's never been that quarterback other than that one year that he won the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, look, I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback either, but it, there is the unknown. Maybe he can develop as a passer. Uh, I'll take the what if rather than the what I think I know, and that's that Joe Flacco can't Joe Flacco anymore. in the postseason. We get him to the postseason – has been pretty phenomenal. I mean, historically, one of the best quarterbacks, especially if you consider on the road, in the history of the NFL. So his ceiling, and look, I, I understand people are like, oh, he's 35 years old, he doesn't have anything left. I just, I, I disagree with that because I don't think 35 is that old right now for a quarterback in the NFL when you consider Drew Brees is 40 and Tom Brady is 41. This yeah, is a he's, guy, not, he's not one of those guys. I, I mean, I disagree that he doesn't have potentially something left. Now, I'm not excited about how John Elway has done and performed as a, uh, a quarterback evaluator, but I would much rather have him than Lamar Jackson. I think you guys are buying into fool's gold. Re- uh, really quick on that, I wanted to ask you, because in the open of the show, you were talking about Tim Tebow. Are you putting that on Elway? Because he didn't draft Tebow. No, but he had to make a decision about what to do right. with Tim Tebow, right? And, and he gave him the boot. He gave him the boot because he got Peyton Manning, but otherwise that would have been a disaster. He wouldn't have been able to get rid of Tim Tebow if he hadn't been able to bring in somebody like Peyton Manning, right? Uh, was he not the executive in charge when uh, when Josh McDaniels made Tim no. Tebow a first-round pick? No, I believe he came in right after the loss to the Patriots. So regardless, Elway's management of the quarterback position, when you consider Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch – has been a disaster. I know that McDaniels was the guy who went and drafted yeah. Tebow. Yeah, and Josh said, McDaniels is, took the brunt of all of that uh, This criticism. is going to be my guy. Yep. But it still was a incredibly ugly situation. Then you go give Case Keenum $18 million. Now he's not the answer either. 
Um, I imagine that the Broncos are going to go back into the draft and draft another young guy, which means Flacco might find himself in the same position he's found himself in Baltimore, which is you get a little bit dinged up or you get a little bit injured. There's another younger guy out there who potentially comes in and starts to uh, to, to, to conflict with you. I think that uh, the Ravens have made a really bad decision in going all in on Lamar Jackson here. I think it's bad because I think the reason they traded Flacco and are getting rid of him is because Harbaugh doesn't want to be criticized like he was in the playoff game for not giving the ball back to Joe Flacco and giving the Ravens a chance to win. It's not like the Chargers were on fire offensively in that game. If they had just had a mediocre quarterback performance, that's a game they could have won. Flacco Flacco wouldn't have been great necessarily, but Lamar Jackson was a disaster until the Chargers started to play prevent defense, and then they almost allowed... Uh, the Ravens to make a couple of plays to come back in that game. But through the first three quarters, we're talking about a historically and epically bad performance. Dub, who would you take? I definitely would like uh, Lamar Jackson's contract. So because of that, I think I'd, I'd go with the rookie deal with Jackson just because we don't know exactly how good it's going to be. So I'll roll with Jackson here. The rookie deal contract is not a bad argument, at least, because he's not going to cost that much money over the next several years as the last pick in the first round and uh, and you've got him under that contract for three years before the dollar figure cycles up in a way. So dollars for dollar, that's the best argument I think you can make for Lamar Jackson is his low-cost contract allows you to make moves surrounding him and, uh, and theoretically bring in a lot more talent uh, than you would, a couple more extra guys than you would with what you have to play Flacco. Uh, what about you, uh, Sam? What, who's your call here? I would also take Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at it like this. Joe Flacco needs a little bit of a a revitalization in uh, Denver. His head coach is Vic Fangio. I don't even know who his quarterback's coach is going to be. Remember the Gary Kubiak fallout? That would have really helped Joe Flacco probably. But Vic Fangio being in Denver, I think that Lamar Jackson can be coached up a little bit better in Baltimore. You saw him go on that run. Um, he's young, he's still uh, moldable, so I think that uh, I would take Lamar Jackson, though I think Joe Flacco in Denver is an upgrade at quarterback. All right, so here for the, you guys are all going Lamar Jackson. I think you're buying into fool's gold. Who is Lamar Jackson right now that you can point to and say he can be this guy? Who is Everything is about, I think, and when you look at sports, it's almost never the case that a guy comes in and he's like no one else before, and he breaks the mold, and you say, oh my God, we've never seen anything like this. Now, maybe LeBron James, although my argument would be LeBron James just happens to combine Carl Malone's size with, uh, with Magic Johnson's ball handling ability, and, uh, and basically, you know, like, I mean, he is a, you know, sort of a, a, a breaker of typical boundaries because there's never been anybody as big and as good as what as, as what uh, LeBron James can do, maybe Zion Williamson can be a uh, can be like a, a, a rule breaker in terms of their just raw physical ability. We haven't seen anybody like them before. They are one in a billion in terms of their overall natural athleticism. But who is Lamar Jackson in the NFL right now that you can point to and say this guy reminds me of this other guy? who was wildly successful, that is similar to what he does? That's a good question. All right, so that is that. The, <laughs> okay, the long silence there. We do have to is, think, you know. It, well, no, but you should. If you believe in a quarterback, 
you should immediately think, okay, this guy reminds me of Michael X. Vick. Okay, Vick is more athletic, I think, than uh, than uh, Lamar Jackson, and also he's got a better arm, in my opinion, based on having watched both. But what did Michael Vick actually win? Some games. <laughs> Some games, yeah. right? I mean, and you can say, well, he went to prison for dogfighting. Who knows what, it, what, it, what so, he would have been so capable of. So you're going to base this and, solely and on Michael Joe Flacco's Vick, resume, what he's done in the past. We're talking about I now. Would, yeah, no, I would rather rely on somebody who I know has been capable of being playing at a really high level than I would rely. That's been years ago. Look, somebody needs to pull up Joe Flacco's numbers. Ten years ago? No, Joe Flacco. I, I said been, it's been years ago, not years ten ago. years ago. Uh, I mean, Joe Flacco has been decent. I mean, I think he's an average NFL quarterback. But when he gets to the postseason, Joe Flacco has performed at an incredibly elite level, which is why the question of where is Joe Flacco, you know, is Joe Flacco elite, has become a cliche uh, because it's such a, a difficult question to answer. But I'm not even focused on Flacco right now. I'm saying, okay, if you are a Lamar, if you want to buy stock in Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick might be the answer. And if you talk to Michael Vick, Michael Vick would say, you know what, I should have spent more time studying at the quarterback position. I should have put more effort into uh, into running you know, the offense and not relying on my natural athletic ability as much as I did. So Michael Vick might be the answer. My response to that would be Michael Vick really wasn't that successful in the NFL in the long range. So you're pointing to somebody who was erratic, unsuccessful. What did Vic win? One playoff game in his career? I think he beat the Green Bay Packers on the road with the Falcons. Am I correct in that? That he only won one playoff game in his career? So that's not exactly if, – if I'm but, – But wouldn't you admit that the way that new NFL offenses are starting to lean, that that helps – a young quarterback like Lamar Jackson. No, I still, as much as everything evolves, you still have to be able to be a quarterback on third and eight who can drop back and move the chains. That's the single most important thing that you have to do in the NFL. When everybody knows that you are passing, you have to be able to pass. You have to be able to complete, get a first downs and extend drives. Doesn't matter what happens in the NFL, what offenses evolve and everything else. Ultimately, the NFL is a third down passing league. That's it. The NFL is a third down passing league. That is the contest that is out there. As much as you can say, oh, the NFL offensive have, offenses have opened up and everything else, the best, I'll open up the phone lines. Best case scenario for Lamar Jackson is X. And the best answer so far you guys have given me is Michael Vick. Well, best case scenario, I mean, best case scenario would be Russell Wilson, but he doesn't have his arm. He's not remotely as similar to Russell Wilson. Well, in athleticism, he is. The arm is not, Russell Wilson is not as good, quote unquote, of an athlete. But he wills his team down the field. He he doesn't will his team down the field. He drops back on third down and completes passes consistently. Russell Wilson is one of the best pocket passers in the NFL. He's one of the best third down passers. But go back to the beginning of his career. He's been able to do that since early in his career. They're not remotely similar. I I think there is some similarities There's zero similarity. The only reason you're saying that is because Russell Wilson is black. That's not why I'm saying that. Otherwise, they have absolutely nothing in common. You you pretty much can make an argument that Russell Wilson is white, too. So, I mean, I'm not thinking of it like that at all. They have nothing in common. 
the fact that they're both very athletic quarterbacks who lead their teams on runs, I, I think now I just Russell said Wilson Lamar Jackson the ball. nowhere near has Wilson's arm. Nowhere near his but arm. But he has his and leadership. Russell, that is such an ephemeral. That, no, that's a not. bad argument. That's Why? a really bad Why? argument. Russell How many Wilson wins is in nothing. A row did he lead Anybody the who has to? watched the NFL and says Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson are similar is insane. Those guys are nothing alike. No, you said who would you like him to turn into? Who would you like him yeah, to be you're, to shoot you're, for the yeah, stars well, okay, to be? So I would like Lamar Jackson to also turn into Tom Brady. They're nothing at all <laughs> similar. I'm saying based on what you have seen of Lamar Jackson so far, who does he remind you of? Not who would you like him to turn into. Every young quarterback, you'd be like, okay, I'd like him to turn into Drew Brees. I'd like him to turn into uh, Tom Brady. I'd like him to turn into uh, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Okay, yeah, everybody gets that. But Lamar Jackson, based on what you have seen so far, give me a guy that he reminds you of that could be his ceiling. Michael Vick, I can see a little bit. A little bit, but I don't even see very similar there because Vic had a better arm, I believe, and was, I think, a better athlete even. And even if you're saying Michael Vick, okay, the dude won one playoff game, I believe I'm correct in that, in his career. So you say, oh, I like the future for Lamar Jackson. The NFL is a copycat league. Everybody out there you can look at and say, okay, you know what? This guy kind of reminds me of somebody else who's been successful. I'll give you an example. Sam Darnold. Who does Sam Darnold remind you of? I think Sam Darnold, and I've said this ever since I watched him at SC, he reminds me of potentially uh, of what Andrew Luck is able to do in the NFL. I think that's an easy comparison that makes a lot of sense. Baker Mayfield. Who does Baker Mayfield remind you of? Baker Mayfield, ah, he kind of reminds me of Favre, honestly, in the way that he plays, the way he flings the ball around the field. Uh, who does Lamar Jackson remind you of that has been successful at a high level in the NFL? I don't think there's a template. Now, you can say, okay, he's going to break the mold. He's going to be someone we've never seen before. I'm just skeptical of that because I think the NFL ultimately comes back to, hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Can you make a pass on third and eight? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The question of the day, as news has come down uh, yesterday that Joe Flacco is being traded to the Denver Broncos in exchange reportedly for a fourth-round draft pick um, and uh, Lamar Jackson theoretically being given the reins of the Ravens, theoretically Joe Flacco being given the reins of the Denver Broncos who would you rather have as your quarterback for the next three years is our poll question Flacco or Lamar Jackson and I say in parenthetical neither is not an option here Uh, right now with 2,000 votes in 54% of you saying Lamar Jackson 46% of you saying Joe Flacco my big question and I want to hear from you guys we got uh, loaded lines I'm going to go to your calls Who does Lamar Jackson remind you of that you feel like was a really good quarterback in the NFL? Because, again, 
it's rare that you have guys who completely break the mold. I don't believe Lamar Jackson is a mold breaker. Most guys are resemble in some way, even though the eras may change, other guys before them, right? And so as you break this down, I don't see a resemblance between Lamar Jackson and anybody at a high level who has had consistent and sustained success in the NFL. Now, you could also argue, hey, Lamar Jackson breaks the mold. There are mold breakers. They are rare, but I would say, for instance, LeBron James is a mold breaker. For a comparison, Carl Malone, except he's a point guard, right? If I asked you to describe LeBron James's basketball game based on the previous 20 years of basketball, there really isn't an easy comparison. He's Magic Johnson, but he's insanely athletic. He is Carl Malone, except a point guard version. Right? If you had to look back over the last 20 years, not really somebody that you could point to and say, oh, he's like this other guy. He's a mold breaker. That's what truly great guys are. They change our perceptions of what is possible in the world of sports. Zion Williamson right now in college basketball could be a mold breaker. It's hard to think of Zion and come up with a guy that he reminds you of in the NBA right now. I don't think Lamar Jackson is that in the NFL, and I think in order to truly believe in Lamar Jackson, you have to believe he's a mold breaker because I don't see anybody at the quarterback position that he directly resembles. Could I be wrong? Certainly. Quarterback position is hard to project. But if I had to choose right now who do I want for the next three years, I'm taking Joe Flacco because there are a lot of big pocket-passing quarterbacks that are 35 or older that I can point to and say, hey, that guy's been somewhat successful. There are not a lot of young running quarterbacks I can point to and say, hey, that guy has been somewhat successful. Right now, I see Lamar Jackson as a smaller Vince Young. I think that Ravens are going to go through the Vince Young era 2.0. I think there's a lot of Tebow in him. I think there is a lot of RG3, except he's not as good of a passer as RG3 was, not even close to as good of a passer as RG3 was in his rookie year. What about you guys? We're taking your calls. JJ in Indiana, who you got? Hey, Clay, appreciate it, man. Always appreciate your show. Uh, just real quick, condensing three points on here. Gone are the days when you have your three-year contracts and you have your Steve Young. Well, let me say your uh, – Joe Montana leaving it to Steve Young. You have your uh, Aaron Rodgers giving, coming in after Brett Favre. Um, I would say that Lamar is more of a Randall Cunningham type of quarterback uh, form right now. Um, he doesn't have the tools that Cunningham has, or excuse me, had, but he's more that style of player. If you would have said two years, I would have said keep Flacco that would have brought him into the contract expiration, and then he would have, Lamar Jackson would have been able to learn from Flacco in those two years, and then the contract would expire if yeah. Flacco had been gone. You know, I mean, right there. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, Randall Cunningham was bigger. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I feel like Cunningham was like a solid 6'4", 6'5". One of you guys can look up Randall Cunningham's height to confirm that for me. Um, and I think Randall Cunningham was a better passer. Now, the eras are different. But I don't really see Lamar Jackson as very similar to Randall Cunningham other than the fact they're both the same race, right? 
I know it's crazy. Cunningham was 6'4". I know it's great. I think Lamar Jackson is 6'2", if I'm not mistaken. You guys can confirm that, too. Um, I know it's crazy. And also, Cunningham was just bigger. I, I feel like physically bigger. Um, I, you know, if somebody said Michael Vick, I feel like Michael Vick was built thicker than uh, Lamar Jackson. Like, he could withstand hits more. Not that not that Michael Vick was ever, like, a big – like, he's not, you know, Cam Newton, right? Yeah, Jackson's nowhere near, I don't think, uh, a Cam Newton type. And by the way, cross-racial comparisons are allowed. I know people out there are like, well, he's got to be another black quarterback. Maybe, but does he really fit in? Again, he's not similar at all to Cam Newton. Cam Newton is really Ben Roethlisberger with legs, right? Huge physical guy. When you hit Cam Newton in the pocket, it's like he's jello, right? Like, when you hit Ben Roethlisberger, watch how often Roethlisberger gets hit and he just, like, absorbs the hit. He's like jello. He just gets hit and he never really seems to ever get totally obliterated, right? Like, his body just, for whatever reason, just kind of envelops the hit and then he may go down, but you feel like the defender took as much of a punishment trying to hit him even in the pocket as the, uh, as the, uh, as the quarterback did. So, I mean, look, it, it, again... Finding molds and putting them in, they don't have to be perfect fits. Cam Newton is Ben Roethlisberger, except more mobile. That's the way that I would describe him. Big, physical guy, drop back to pass. Now, Roethlisberger is a better thrower, but those are the kind of guys that I would put in the mold just because their physicality is similar. Lamar Jackson is who that has been successful in the NFL? Make me a case. Ross in Louisville, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Love the show. Um, obviously, I'm I, I'm biased. I'm a Lamar fan. I'm a Louisville Cardinal fan. Lamar did not have a lot of uh, QB teaching going on here at Louisville, and thus is why Bobby is out now. Yeah, hold um, on a sec. Second- I, I disagree with that. I think much of Lamar Jackson's success was because uh, Bobby Petrino is a phenomenal play caller. If you watch, and I watched all those Louisville games because I bet on a lot of them, if you watched Louisville, Lamar Jackson was a one-read-or-run guy. And that's why I wasn't sold on him coming into the NFL because I think that's his skill set. My first read is open or I'm going to tuck it and run, try to make a play, all right? So I don't buy in. I think, honestly, there are tons of NFL teams that don't have as good of an offensive coordinator as Bobby Petrino. So I actually think Bobby Petrino got about as much as he could out of Lamar Jackson at the college level. But regardless of what okay. he did at the college level, this is about what he's going to do at the pro level. No, I, I totally agree. That second year, though, he did make big strides, and he won the Heisman. There's an argument to be made. John Harbaugh, Ozzie Newsom, those guys, Greg Roman is the, is the QB's coach. He, he did a lot of good with, with Terod Taylor up at Buffalo. Morning all right, Wig but who is, is he? Now, who is he? Oh, Wig that's coach, fine. You can just still, name coaches. Uh, Michael Vick. Yeah, name coaches is fine. Who is he that he – who can he be? I, I think, I think he, he can be Michael Vick with the Philadelphia Eagles when they, when they were on that run coming back. And Michael Vick gave him credit that he is a better athlete than himself. And I think you're selling Lamar's arm very short. There's a video of him in high school throwing a ball 100 yards. I'll post you in on Twitter. But yeah, he's I don't a very can't, phenomenal athlete. There, the, uh, the, the, the arm thing is less important. Thanks for the call. First of all, Michael Vick is being nice and saying, I think that uh, Lamar Jackson is a better athlete than him. I think that's Michael Vick being humble, personally. 
There are videos of Kyle Bowler on his knees at midfield throwing the ball and hitting the goalpost, right? That's how big of an arm that guy has. What is Kyle Bowler doing now? He ain't anywhere near the NFL. Ted in Minnesota, what's up? Oh, it's Chad, sorry. Um, I think that Hold Kyle, on a sec, hold on a sec, uh, Lamar- hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah. I have written on my screen, Ted in Minnesota, and you tell me your name is Chad in Minnesota? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Well, I'm going to come to I you in a sec. A Hold too, on. So. Yeah, dub, dub. Ted and Chad do not sound remotely similar. How did you manage to hear one name that was not similar at all to the other one? Ears must be a little fuzzy this Valentine's yeah, morning. Yeah, good, good start for you. Are you drunk? Uh, Ted, all right, what you got for me? I have to give him a pass though, because there's chance there's there are times where I do mumble a bit, so I probably it did probably sound like Ted, so I'll give him the pass. All right, who you got? Who is fair. who is uh, okay. Lamar Jackson at the best? Lamar Jackson is going to be Lamar Jackson. I think he's gonna actually break the mold. I think with the new uh offenses coming to the NFL, I think the the RPO is going to be installed into a lot of offenses, and I think Lamar Jackson could probably thrive in that type of situation. So I Doesn't think work. he's actually going to break the mold. Yeah. I appreciate the argument of Lamar Jackson is going to break the mold and change everything we think about quarterbacks in the NFL. Frankly, I think that's a ludicrous argument. It's not like deciding to run the ball at the quarterback position is something that NFL teams have never thought about before. It's far more likely, I think, that Lamar Jackson gets lit up in week one and knocked out with a concussion than it is that in week 10 we're like, oh my God, Lamar Jackson has changed everything we believed was possible at the quarterback position. I don't think he's a mold breaker. That's an argument you can make. Certainly that would mean Lamar Jackson's going to be an unbelievable success. I have not seen anything to, to reflect that in my opinion. Tommy in Florida, what's up? Hey man, great, 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 great show. Here's I have two points. One... The guy that he reminds me of completely is a guy by the name of Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller was that you said it about five minutes ago. You said he's a, uh, a uh, he looks for the first pass, and as yeah. soon as that's not open, he takes off. I'm a Buckeye fan. I watched this guy for three or four years. That's exactly what he did. He was an incredible athlete and became a wide receiver, which is exactly what Lamar Jackson should do. My next question, my question is, or my comment that I think is a far much further or better uh, question for you to uh, pursue is why do these GMs and coaches and guys like your last call, why do they keep falling for this? We have, we have Tom Brady and Peyton Manning who couldn't run around the block inside of an hour and a half are the two best quarterbacks in the last 20 years. And we keep falling for these guys who are great for about six or seven games Everybody gets tape on them, and they get knocked out of games, and they're no good anymore. Why do they keep doing this? Well, because there's a lot – thanks for the call. Because there's lots of guys who you hoped would be the next Peyton Manning and Tom Brady that turned into Blaine Gabbard. It's hard to find successful quarterbacks in the NFL no matter what. And I think people see a mobile quarterback, and they think, oh, maybe this guy can be Russell Wilson. Right? Maybe we can train him to the point where he can be an incredible pocket passer and then also be able to scramble when the play breaks down. And I think what you're finding out is just like it's hard to find another Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, it's hard to find another Russell Wilson too because the story here is pretty straightforward. No position is more difficult to find successful playmakers at than the quarterback position. And what I would say is 
as a huge NFL fan who has been watching NFL play for 25 years, the only thing that I have seen that consistently works is a guy who can make uh, third down and eight conversions. Ultimately, I don't care about anything else, and I'm just using third and eight, third and 12, third and six, whatever. When you know you have to pass on third down, the only thing that consistently works in the NFL is the guy who can do that. And I have not seen anything that suggests to me that Lamar Jackson is capable of doing that. Uh, Dan in St. Louis. What's up, Dan? Yeah, a couple of points here. I think that somewhat is unfair to judge Lamar after one year. He can evolve. You make it seem like he cannot evolve. Let me say this, Clay. Even from day one, when you used to talk to Alex Marvez, at the beginning of the quarterbacks, you never said anything about Lamar. You didn't think that he was going to start. You talked about the four other quarterbacks. Now, he went head-to-head with two of, the, of those people, and he beat those people. i tell you what. All right, Dan. Who does – who – like, uh, I think, first of all, okay. everybody gets judged after their rookie year in the NFL. So it's too early to judge them. If we were doing Sports Talk Radio right now in New York – Everybody is talking about Sam Darnold and how he did in year one. If we were doing Sports Talk Radio in Cleveland, everybody is talking about Baker Mayfield and how he did in year one. If we were doing Sports Talk Radio in Arizona, everybody is talking about Josh Rosen and whether or not he was good enough to potentially pass on Kyler Murray or not. So the quarterback position, regardless of who the person is, after the rookie year, every single city where they have a rookie quarterback is debating whether or not he was good enough. So I don't buy into, oh, "Oh, you can't talk about him. It's only been one year. No, that's completely wrong. Every quarterback gets talked about consistently. Also, I would say this. Black quarterbacks has just recently, in the last 10, 20 years, has really been just coming in to being a quarterback. It, it normally used to be just the white position, not trying to be racist or anything, but it was just that. Uh, so, so to try to compare him to another black quarterback, there's not that many out there. But I would say this, though. Who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, uh, of uh, Peyton Manning or any of those people because of his leadership. Not his ability to throw the ball. And if you think about Tom Brady, all he needs to do is get playmakers around him. Tom Brady only throws the ball eight yards and gets somebody in space and they get the first down. And I think Lamar can do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for the call. Lamar Jackson is not – again, I have asked you, we're on in all 50 states worldwide. I have asked you, point me to somebody that Lamar Jackson reminds you of after his rookie year that has been really successful at the quarterback position in the NFL. And basically, nobody has been able to come up with anybody. Maybe Michael Vick. Is that accurate, guys on the show so far? Have you heard any, has anybody made a compelling case for Lamar Jackson being similar to a guy who has been successful in the NFL so far? No, I think the best argument besides Michael Vick would be if is he going to break the mold and be the first ever Lamar Jackson. And that's again, mold breakers are rare. That means that you are going to be historically first ballot Hall of Famer unquestionable. Like I said, LeBron James mold breaker. He's Carl Malone except he plays point guard effectively. Oh, if I told you that 25 years ago, I'd been like, "Hey, I think the next really good player in the NBA that reminds me body type of Carl Malone is going to play point guard instead. You'd have been like, you're crazy. Except, by the way, LeBron's a better athlete than Carl Malone was. Uh, let's go to da- David in Tennessee. David, what's up? Hey, uh, Clay. Um, I just want to like kind of get in with, like, uh, I compare him to Steve Young a little when Steve Young's rookie year in, in Tampa. Maybe with, with not arm-wise, but like, 
Maybe Steve Young with Tebow's arm. Uh, Steve, uh, that's an interesting. Steve Young is at least an argument where you could maybe. It's hard. Yeah, to Yeah, that's judge. not bad because he he did evolve. Steve Young. Well, did. Steve Young is hard to judge because I I begin somebody can pull up his uh, his history, but Steve Young began yeah. in the USFL. So it's hard to even really judge Steve Young um, and know exactly what he would have been like. But Steve Young is at least an argument. Okay, you want to tell me that Lamar Jackson is going to be Steve Young. Um, That's an interesting argument. I don't know what Steve Young's rookie year statistics were, and I don't know that you could make the argument that you can even compare. I think he was in the USFL when he would have started first, right? Before he ended up going and ended up with the 49ers. That's an argument. All right. So if you want to make the case. But I think it was the Tampa Bay USFL team. Somebody, somebody, no, he he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 1985. He played five games. He started in the USFL in Los Angeles. And then he was in the USFL? He was in the USFL first. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to judge him because he came in and didn't even play in the NFL to begin with. And obviously, he sat on the bench for, what, years and years before he came in as the heir apparent to, uh, to, to Joe Montana. But you want to make a Steve Young argument? All right, I don't think it necessarily applies here because it's hard for me to compare the eras and also even what Steve Young was capable of when he was a rookie. But that's at least an argument. Uh, Eddie in Texas, what's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, I just want to compare, and I mentioned him earlier, you did, Travis, uh, RG3. I mean, I think that's his ceiling because I totally agree with you. The The NFL is a third-down league, and it starts with your, you know, you know you're right, uh, uh, Brady and uh, Peyton Manning, they, they they make things happen on third down with their cerebral qualities first, and I don't mean that he cannot do that. But then it goes to arm strength. Can you diagnose and then get the ball out with your arm strength and or a combination of those two things? Yeah, and I think I ultimately – And then yeah. he's going to break down and run on third down, and he's not going to hold up. Yeah. So I, that's why I don't think he's going to last in the NFL, and so it kind of compares him to RG3. Yeah, I mean, RG3 is a better passer as a rookie. I mean, RG3 at Baylor was a phenomenal passing quarterback and had the ability to make every throw and see the field well. I don't think RG3 is that good of a comparison. Again, I feel like I am going back in time and reliving the Vince Young era. Because the things that people are saying about Lamar Jackson are saying about Vince Young, except Vince Young was a lot bigger. But the argument at the time was, oh, Vince Young is going to change the quarterback position. I lived through this in Nashville, and I was a believer. I believed in VY after his rookie year. I was like, man, this guy's going to change the NFL. Too big, too strong, too fast, got a cannon for an arm. Big physical guy, can take every hit even when he needs to scramble. He's not going to get injured. Everything's going to be different. Let me get a bunch more of your calls in. We're going to talk with Shannon Spake, by the way, uh, up next. Um Kyle in uh, Vegas, is that up next? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. All right, so to me, Lamar Jackson is three quarterbacks in one. Quincy Carter, Dante Culpepper, Mitchell Trubisky. He has the, the speed, the lack of the awareness, but he can't, he's not a great third-down passer, like you stated. He can't get – got to be able to get the ball out and complete those passes on third on third and short, maybe third and eight. And he he's he's his lack of IQ as of right now is tr- is going to be the key downfall 
to the situation come long term. All right. Thanks for the call. Look, here's what I would just say in general. Watch the NFL and just focus on third down plays where you have to throw. That's ultimately where NFL wins and losses come. And when you know a guy has to drop back and pass, when he hasn't been able to run the ball, look, the Ravens did a great job on first and second down, getting first downs and putting Lamar Jackson into third and very short. But when you have to drop back in the pocket, when you can't run for the first down, when you have to throw for it, which is why I say third and eight, ultimately all I care about is who's good in third and long passing. Who converts the most first downs? I think if you looked at that, that would be almost a direct reflection of who's the best in the NFL. And I question whether Lamar Jackson can pull any of that off. It's a good debate. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Talking to Shannon Spake, she has moved up into the big chair at the Daytona 500, part of Fox's coverage of the big event that's going to be going on on Sunday. You can follow Shannon on Twitter at Shannon Spake. Easy to find there. I just tweeted out the link to her Twitter profile. You can react to her breakdown of Lamar Jackson versus Joe Flacco and what a 50-year-old man who is only making out with a 40-year-old woman should do for <laughs> Valentine's Day. You said you have a quiz for me. I do. All right. So Todd Furman's been in our Charlotte studio all week. We had him on the, the show yesterday, and he said that you guys were going to be interviewing Jeff Gordon, right? Yes, is, is that's that correct. True? Yes. Jeff all Gordon right. is so- on Lock It In today, and Todd Furman, for people who don't know, is one of the co-hosts, and he has mm-hmm. been in Charlotte on your studio, in your studio all week. Yes, that's right. Okay, so here's a couple questions to get you ready for the Gordon interview. Um, the nickname of his race team in the 90s was what? Oh, God. I have no Ooh. earthly idea. The Rainbow Warriors. What was the basis for that? I know he's from California, which is a good knowledge on my part. Uh, does he have, <laughs> he like, Hawaiian? Does he have Hawaiian? Does he have Hawaiian pit crew? No, his his car, the paint scheme on his car was actually rainbow. It was rainbow colors, so they were called the Rainbow Warriors. Interesting. I would have had no clue. These are tough questions, by the way. Okay, so when Jeff Gordon won his first cup title, what drink did he toast Dale Earnhardt with in his championship speech? Um, Bud, Budweiser. Milk. And that's commonplace, right? But wasn't, wasn't Dale Earnhardt a Budweiser guy? Um, Dale Jr. was, but Dale Earnhardt and and Jeff Gordon had this huge rivalry, and so Dale used to call him the Wonder Boy and said that if he ever won, he was so young, he wouldn't be able to drink champagne, he'd have to toast him with milk. So when Jeff Gordon won, he went up there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, you might get this one. Name (laughs) the song and the artist, you might get this one, that uh, uses Jeff Gordon's name in his song. So song and artist. Um, Oh, uh, it's ludicrous, isn't it? Warm? Nelly? Nelly? Nelly. Someone give you the answer. Someone gave you the answer. No, 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 no. I, 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 I immediately could hear the. Uh, I can hear. <laughs> and I'm bad on song, uh, song t- uh, titles. But uh, is uh, the Nelly song? I mean, I immediately, uh, immediately think of it. Like, uh, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeehaw, yeehaw. That's uh, right. There you go. Is that the name of the song? I'm not. That is the name of the song. All right. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. good At least, job. Hey, one out of three. One out of three, I would be a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, let's be honest, in baseball. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah, would true. get an F on every test that's ever been given in the history of mankind, but I'm going to focus on the baseball side. So what should people know about this year's Daytona 500, and most importantly, who should I bet on? Because Todd Furman is going to talk a lot of trash, and I know he talks to so many of these drivers. He has so much inside information. It's really not fair. 
Well, the thing about the Daytona 500, Clay, is it's so unpredictable. You, yeah. you can go and you can look at all those odds and stuff. And, and I mean, we saw um, in the Clash on Sunday night, there were 20 cars in the Clash. It was an exhibition race, and all but three were involved in a wreck at the end of the race. So it's uh, Daytona is known for the big one, and the reason why is because the cars run so close together because of the restrictor plates that it's oftentimes three or four wide with just inches off the bumper. And so if a car gets squirrely and goes into the wall or, or it happens to tap someone, I mean, they're going 200 miles an hour. It just collects everyone behind them. So it, it's a lot about luck. It's about making it to that last lap. And then I think there's some crazy stat where the last, like, I don't know, five, six, seven races, the leader on the last lap has not ended up winning the race because of all these last lap passes that can happen. So it's very, very, very hard to bet on this race. But if you look historically, like I'll throw out some names, Joey Logano is so good on restrictor plates. Brad Keselowski has not won the Daytona 500. He's very good. Penske racing. And then uh, like long shots, you can look at Paul Menard, who was actually out front for most of the clash. So I know that these names are completely like, I'm probably speaking a different language to you, um, but those are all guys that you watch. But Daytona, there's, there's just a different energy. We call it the Super Bowl of our sport. It's the first race of the year. And I know, I know people go, why is the first race of the year the Super Bowl? It, it just is because it's the, the Daytona 500. It, it makes careers for drivers. Every single guy wants to win this race. How did you get into NASCAR? He kind of found me living in Charlotte and working in sports. I knew very little about racing. Uh, I got a job at Speed Channel back in 2005. And then when NASCAR uh, was going back to ESPN in 2007, ESPN hired me. I don't know why. I remember sitting in someone's office on my interview and they were looking at me like, you were a production assistant, you know, <laughs> one year ago. And yeah. now you're here, you know, trying to get a job as a, as a reporter for ESPN. Um, but, it, it, you know, hey, it's been great to me. NASCAR has, has been really, really good to me over the years. I've literally grown up in the garage, and um, it's a sport that I care very much about. Shannon, a uh, last question for you, and we've got to be fast here. Sure. Black hat, white hat matters very often in the world of sports. Who's black hat, white hat, the good guy and the bad guy in your mind right now in NASCAR? Oh, my goodness. So, Jimmy Johnson, I think he's kind of wearing the black hat right now. He's a seven-time champion, champion, and he's always been sort of the good guy. But we've seen him make some very aggressive moves um, in the last, like, I would say six months. He didn't win a race all of last year, and he was the one who sparked that big crash in, in the clash. So, I think, I think he's the guy that people are looking at right now. And then Chase Elliott has taken over the reins for the most popular driver from Dale Earnhardt, who had it for Dale Earnhardt Jr., I should say, who had it for so many years. So I think he's the guy that everyone is just, um, he's the good guy right now. Outstanding. As always, Shannon Spake, we need to get you on regularly. I'll be watching Sunday. Watch her on NASCAR. Final hour Thursday edition. Up next, let's roll on OutKick. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer not available in all areas. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you listened to me and got hooked up and didn't blow it. And if you did, sorry. Feel bad for you, son. Got 99 problems, but bitch maybe one now. What a way to start. Um, 
I got to say, as we roll into our number three edition here of OutKick, we've got a poll question up. You can go vote in it. We spent a lot of time discussing this uh, with uh, who would you rather have as your quarterback for the next three years, Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson? Neither not an option. 10,000 of you so far have voted pretty even poll. 53% saying they want Lamar Jackson. 47% saying Joe Flacco. Of course, that's news because Joe Flacco being traded to Denver and Lamar Jackson now presumptively the uh, unquestioned starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. So that is where we are. You can go vote there. But it's also Valentine's Day. Was that a questionable reference to start off, Danny G, there? Dropping the the, 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 the line there? Uh, we're not surprised from you. Yeah. Uh, well, we just had sp- – let me say this a couple of things. One, we're going to talk to Todd Furman this hour, get you some gambling picks as we head into the weekend, uh, get ready for it. Uh, two, uh, and by the way, uh, my bookie is coming on as a big sponsor on this show, and I'll mention this again when Todd Furman comes on, but if you use the phrase Clay 50 or Outkick, two different phrases, easy to remember. If you go to mybookie.ag and you put in Clay 50 or Outkick, they will give you a 50% sign-up bonus. So if you put $100 in, they'll give you an extra $50. If you put $1,000, they'll give you an extra $500. If you put in five hundred, they'll give you an extra two fifty. Half of whatever money you deposit, they'll give you for free to gamble. So you get a free roll there. Again, that's if you go to mybookie.ag and you use the phrase Clay fifty, or if you use the phrase Outkick. Uh, what? So uh, that will be an easy uh, setup in general. Also, I always say this: Shannon Spake was just awesome. If you enjoyed hearing Shannon Spake on the show. Uh, go shoot her a Twitter message, at Shannon Spake. I always say this because I do a lot of radio myself, and I think every radio show host should say this. Thank the guests. The guests come on, do a good job, and you're entertained by them. I can tell you it makes a big difference when I, I get asked to do radio, local radio, all the time, right? And it's really hard to fit everything into my schedule. And the stations that I go on consistently are... Either one, I have a really good friendship with the person that I go on with, and there's a lot of that. But two, where I get the most reaction, where people say either they agree or disagree, but people just react on social media. Uh, You're a small fraction of the overall audiences on social media, but it does make a difference. So uh, shoot a line, if you would, uh, to at Shannon Spake. Now, it is Valentine's Day, and I thought we should jump in and tell worst Valentine's Day stories. So we're going to be joined by Todd Furman in a little bit. And Todd Furman's worst Valentine's Day story is everyone because he hasn't ever had a girlfriend before, I'm convinced. But for the rest of you out there, 877-996-6369, the worst Valentine's Day of your life. Who can tell the best story? Anybody in the crew got any? I actually, even though it's my topic and it's my show, I actually don't really have any bad Valentines. Now, there might be girls that I've been with on Valentine's Day who could say, actually, Every Valentine's Day I ever spent with Clay Travis was awful. But myself, like, I don't really think there's anything awful that's ever happened on Valentine's Day for me. Other than, you know, the usual, which is you forget to make reservations at a restaurant and you tell your girlfriend or your wife, oh, I'm sure we can get in. Good luck with that. There's always a lot of those dudes who didn't make plans and then everybody else has got the table and you walk in, you're like, yeah, table for two? And they're like, they just laugh at you. Yeah, you know, people have been reserving tables on Valentine's Day for months literally, and your stupid ass is just showing up and thinking you're going to be able to waltz right in and get a table, probably not going to happen. Danny G, what you got for me? 
About 10 years ago, I was on like a fourth date with a girl. and just... So 10 years ago, you were 42? <laughs> How dare you? I was <laughs> right. 67. Yeah. Like Nick Saban. Um, let's see. Yeah. So I was 30. Um, I was on a fourth date with a really good looking Latina girl. She's... People should know, by the way, you've never been married. Um, no, I actually was married uh, what? very early in, in my life. Oh, yeah. this, is a, this is a plot twist. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? Uh, 23. And how long were you married? For a year and a half. You were married for, what happened? Uh, just, you know, grew Was she the same age? Uh, she was three years older than me. What does she do now? She runs two restaurants in Seattle. So you, I, how did I not know this? So, so you got divorced after a year and a half. So yeah. what? That's kind of the length of time where people should not have to, like, you should have to pay for all the wedding presents that they bought for you. <laughs> no, it wasn't a big wedding like that. We, her family lived in Vegas at the time. Yeah, and we went there for a holiday, and we just went to a chapel. We we got married. I mean, we were best friends. I had known her for a couple of years prior. Uh, to us were you starting sober to date. when you got married oh yeah we were sober yeah not afterwards though we were at the casinos yeah um yeah so i did it young she was like one of my very first serious girlfriends and you know i grew up in a very religious family so it you know you live in sin if you live with somebody without being married i was kind of just living in the light of you know the way my family raised us and everything so you got married you were married for a year and a half then Uh you got divorced and then you're 30 and you're out on valentine's day and what happened (laughs) yeah i've never been uh, married since i was in one long relationship that i posted about on twitter yesterday but yeah this so this girl 10 years ago it was early on dating her so we started dating in january so then february comes and as a guy you're like Man, this is bad timing. I yeah, just started. That is tough. I just started dating this girl. I'm gonna have to show out a little bit because I got to make it special for her. So we go to a fancy restaurant in Santa Barbara. They give you that special menu where oh, yeah. it's three yeah. options and all of them bankrupt you. Yes. <laughs> so the whole night, as a guy, it's just you're doing the math in your head, and then it's you're, an awful yes. holiday for men. Ugh. It is basically what I always say is it's like a relationship microwave. If you are in, it just heats up everything way faster than it otherwise should. You can't have like a normal situation. It just it's an accelerant. Yeah. So and yeah. it's obviously insanely expensive, and only men are at risk for Valentine's Day because only <laughs> things go awry for us. For sure. So I'm doing the math in my head. I give her her gifts. She's happy. But, you know, this bill is racking up fast for this day. So we end this expensive dinner and we're driving back on the 101 freeway. Lights behind me. Sirens. I'm like, oh, you got to be You're driving back to L.A. from Santa Barbara. Yeah. Back, Back to the San Fernando Valley. And I get pulled over for speeding. He clocked me doing 98. That's speeding. <laughs> yes. Now, what they always tell you is, this is what I clocked you up, but I'll write the ticket for, you know, for a, a, a smaller number than that. I'm sitting there. Now, we're just on the side of the freeway. To the right of us is the beautiful Pacific Ocean. Yes. You see the moon, the moonlight, yes. you know, on the waves. And she looks at me as the sirens are behind us and a couple more CHP officers are pulling up. I don't know if I look threatening or something. And she looks at me and she says, well, this is romantic probably took a half hour writes me a ticket finally get back to my place now the night did end well it was the first time we hooked up and it was great and everything but i'll never forget the next morning doing the math and that sting from that expensive speeding ticket well 
that so that's a pretty substantial effort to go to Santa Barbara, right? Yeah. When you have a high maintenance girl you're dealing with, you kind of want to plan something special and go out of your way. You would have been better off to just get a hotel room in Santa Barbara based on what you had to pay driving back. Oh, right? for, for sure. But since it was our fourth date and we hadn't hooked up yet, yeah. I didn't want to be pushy with an aggressive move like that. Yeah, it was it was a you know, it was worth the drive to Santa Barbara. It was a cool restaurant and it was a pretty drive seeing the ocean, just not with sirens behind you. Yeah, that raises the question. You're basically paying for sex at that point, right? <laughs> you are thinking if I spend enough money, this girl's gonna sleep with me. Well, right? I mean in the she, back wound, of up, your she mind, wound up being my girlfriend for I two under, years. I understand that. But in the back of your mind, Every move like that, it's like I'm going to drive it. Time and money oh, yeah. is all about persuading her to sleep with you. Oh, yeah. She was beautiful. I wanted her clothes off. Yeah. That was probably too much information. But <laughs> but at least you weren't like our 50-year-old man we were giving advice to. So you spend several hundred dollars on a meal and several hundred dollars probably on a speeding ticket. Yeah. Uh, 877-996-6369. Worst Valentine's Day experiences. Dub or Iowa Sam. Anything. Do any of you have girlfriends? Well, Eddie Garcia is married. I know. I'm making fun of the other <laughs> oh, two Oh, got you, got you. Eddie, have you also been married? <laughs> Did you also get married in a Vegas uh, sh- showroom when you were like 23 and you never no, confessed no, to it before? No, 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 no. <laughs> what no. are you doing for Valentine's Day tonight? Uh, nothing special, I don't think, uh, as far as like, you know, an official going out to dinner Did or you get like that. your wife anything? No. Nothing. Nope, she's actually, I know you You will, may not agree with this, but she actually doesn't really care about Valentine's Day. Yeah, she's lying, and you have failed. Well, she's been a good liar for many years then. Yeah, well, at one point, you're going to go home from the show, and all your stuff's going to be out on the sidewalk, and you're going to be like, what? I don't understand what happened. She said, you know those 18 consecutive years on <laughs> Valentine's Day when you didn't give me anything? Yeah. Finally, we had a breaking you. point. Well, it was a good 18 years, though. It's lucky for, lucky for you, women don't keep score. Uh, I think I wouldn't say my wife. My wife does keep score on some things. That's a joke. Every single woman is the most (laughs) aggressive scorekeeper on the planet. Like, you'll be like, everything's going great. I I haven't done anything wrong. Your wife will be like, remember 10 years, two months, and eight days ago when you said X and Y turned out to be true? And you'll be like, I honestly have no recollection. I don't remember yesterday. I definitely don't remember 10 years, two months, eight days ago. And she'll have something that you've done wrong. Uh, There's no... like. The most punitive scorekeeper imaginable. Your wife or your girlfriend, if it's a serious relationship, has a perpetual uh, like a scorecard. It's like you're playing golf all the time. You have no idea, and she's giving you stroke penalties everywhere. Like you have no, you have, you have any idea that you've done anything wrong? You think you're under par? Turns out you're 25 over par. Uh, what you got? Uh, the, the dub? Are you single? I am single, Clay. Completely Val- single. Valentine's Day. It's always a it's always a tough day for me because naturally. I fall back and think of all the the wonderful memories that I've uh, developed over the years with me and my ex-girlfriends, all the highs, all the lows. I've basically spent, you know, the better part of the last three years just thinking of ways that I could win just one of them back. And I think Valentine's Day, it presents... Is this actually true? You're trying to win back? Why did you break up with your last girlfriend? (laughs) Well, this is, you know, pretty much all satire, but it it is a good day to reflect and you take to social media... And, and reflect on your times that you've had with your ex-girlfriends, which I did last year in a lovely Instagram post. And so today there may be another reflective post that I could share on Twitter 
on this lovely Valentine's Day. Yeah, if you share it on Instagram, I won't see it. Because the only thing I ever see on Instagram is hot girl pictures, and you're not a hot girl, so I will never see it if you share it on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I'll take the Twitter. Instagram's entire business model is predicated on hot girls sharing photos. I'm not even kidding about that. Like, and it works. It works full. I mean, the company's worth like twenty billion dollars. But if tomorrow they said, you know what, hot girls can't share photos anymore, Instagram would be worth twenty eight dollars. I mean, the entire business model is predicated on hot girls sharing photos. I go into that Discover page. It's like here's what the people who you follow are are following. And I sw- I'm not even kidding about this. The entire page is just hot chicks. I don't know who I follow, but they- it's like these are the people that you follow Instagram. You know, they give you the suggestions. The entire page is just hot chicks. So everybody that I follow, I'm on Instagram. And I hardly ever post anything uh, because I find that it's just like a, a hot girl, uh, like a mirror where you just end up clicking around from one hot girl to another, and then like it's like two hours later, and you got drool coming off your face, and you're like you have no idea how the time passed. And you're on like somebody's, you know, somebody's girlfriend's sister from ten years ago that you knew, and you're like, man, I didn't know she was so hot. Like, what? When did she grow up? Uh, so, I mean, that's that's basically Instagram for me every single time that I get on. Yeah, what you got? All right, really quick, Clay, um, and this will we can figure this out during the break too. Uh, if you want to weigh in with a with a vote, now you're a '90s music fan. Luckily for all of us, because most of the Outkick listeners love '90s music. So this morning, so far. Well, we started with some classic Reverend Al Green, but since then, all 90s R&B, Bobby Brown, Casey and JoJo, Mint Condition. On my list, I have R. Kelly and Public Announcement, because in the early 90s, one of the cassette tapes that me and my first girlfriend wore out was Public Announcement. R. Kelly had a huge hit. It's basically what put him on the map was a song called Honey Love. So that's a classic Valentine's Day staple. Now, I have it on my list. But Iowa Sam, who's been filling in nicely for Roberto all week, told me a few minutes ago that he refuses to play R. Kelly music. Is this true, Iowa Sam, because of the the yeah. leaving R. Kelly documentary? You're, yeah, you're opposed? absolutely. The guy's a scumbag. He's been dropped from his record label. I will not play oh. him. He will not be making the light of day. Man, you gotta, so you gotta play separate baby, the it's man. Cold outside. What yeah. about well, that's that? Okay, that's you gotta a separate the man from the no, music. No, I know what about, about the man. The are music you telling reflects me on the man. That you wouldn't play Ignition? I will not play any of his music. Oh, is this insubordination? I, I, no, mean, I mean, this is this my is job. Big and, time and insubordination. Play, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, Ignition is maybe the greatest R and B song of all time. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, listen, has his music like? Uh, what about Michael Jackson? You know, they're about to have that Michael Jackson documentary, and everybody's going to be up in arms because they said he tried to marry little mm-hmm. boys. I mean, yeah. that's not the boys say they had wedding ceremonies with him. I mean, there's been like countless women that have come forward with like very emotional testimony about what he's done to them. Yeah, but what's your standard on the Michael Jackson when this documentary comes out and this kid says I was eight years old and Michael Jackson got married to me and then he raped me? Are you going to uh, be like, well, I'm not playing Man in the Mirror anymore? Well, here's the thing. Michael Jackson hasn't been dropped from... He hasn't been buried on Spotify's searches and algorithms. See, but I separate the artist right. from the awful human being. Yeah, yeah well, I do too. I, Thank I, you. I, I try to, but after seeing um, Surviving R. Kelly, um, what my if mind, we, my mind what is What if we uh, uh, compromise mm. and we play TLC Waterfall? <laughs> sure. We can play Scrubs too <laughs> no. if you yeah. want. I think TLC should be the rest no. of the show. Now, yeah, wait, I love TLC. Now, wait a second. And so Sam, far, they haven't raped anybody or uh, been accused of sexual assault that I'm aware as of. As far as you know, Lisa Left Eye burned, she did burn down Andre Risen's yes. home. 
But she's dead now, so it doesn't matter, right? Didn't she die? <laughs> she did, unfortunately. Yeah, it's tough. So Chili and T-Boz, they haven't burned anybody's house down. And no. so far, to my knowledge, they haven't been accused of sexual assault. There's so many good Valentine songs out there that the reason Nothing like Honey R Love. Kelly. All right, hold on. we got to get to some uh, calls. I'll ask him about right, this R. Kelly right. stuff, too. All right, hold on. Uh, Zach in Arizona, what you got for me? Man, Clay, I hope you're having a great day, man. But uh, me and my wife, we were uh, doing a Valentine's Day celebration about six years ago. Uh, she wanted to do some skydiving, so we did indoor skydiving to be safe. But in that time frame, I lost my wedding ring during that phase. So this Valentine's Day adventure turned into another $1,500 wedding ring that I had to buy. So you lost it indoors? I would think they'd be able to find it. It's not like you were actually in the air. Well, there's this like huge wind tunnel with this giant fan, and that fan probably ate that ring up. <laughs> That's a good excuse, by the way. When you come back home uh, and you don't have your wedding ring on, what happened? Well, we were skydiving indoors. I don't. By the way, thanks for the call. She was with me. I don't think yeah. skydiving indoors should even be able to be called skydiving, right? I mean, the purpose of the skydiving is to actually be in the sky diving. Like if you're if you're skydiving indoors, that's like me saying, "Yeah, I went swimming with killer whales in uh, and I just walked through an aquarium." Like it's really not the same thing at all. I understand the intent. That's a tough break to lose your wedding ring. I was out uh, at Super Bowl with one of my buddies. I said, hey, where's your wedding ring? He said, oh, well, uh, I, uh, I've i lost some weight, and my wedding ring keeps falling off. And I said, so you just don't wear it anymore? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, that's not a good line. Good luck with that one. Woody in uh, Indiana. What's up, Woody? Hey, I got, a, I got a good one for you. But first, you know, remember back in the Super Bowl when Peyton had two minutes, 42 seconds, Fourth quarter, the Colts were down, and he threw it to the Saints. Yes. I think we're even now. Hey, but anyway, I like these Asian honeys. My buddy fixed me up on a blind date. I just turned 18, and I got out. We got to the restaurant, and I found out that this Asian was a dude. Dude, I ran back to Mooresville as fast as I could. Thanks for the call. I couldn't believe it. I don't know that the Asian part really matters there. If that were a true story, and you're like, I like Asian girls, and I went out to a restaurant, and I found out I was with a dude, does the Asian part matter? Just tossing it out there. Like, if he had been like, you know what, I love Hispanic girls. And then I went to, the, the part of the story that matters, if it's true, is that the girl is a dude, right? It's not like, oh, I thought this was an Asian girl and it turned out to be an Asian girl that was a dude. The dude part is the part that matters. The race and ethnicity and gender or whatever else, the gender is the part that matters. Got to be better at the story, especially if you're making it up. And also, Dub, let's, I mean, come on. Uh, let's do it. You, you and your generation spend all your time on Instagram. You fall for guys like Woody in Indiana think they're real. Brian in Atlanta, what's up? Hey, what's her name? Lola. Anyway, um, I had this girlfriend, and uh, she made a coupon booklet for me, and I'll always remember it. I should have kept it because it was really cool. It had all kind of you know like a naughty sex things coupon. in it. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. And it, you know, and she's like, you know, redeem them whenever you want, baby. And it was just it was so cool. It was so thoughtful, and uh, I just always remember it. And I, like I said, I wish I had kept it because it was just it was really really creative. And she was a good gal. And then you broke up with her. Smart move. Yeah, okay. That's a great story. I was with this great girl. She gave me a sex booklet, said I could redeem the sex tickets anytime I want. 
and she was awesome and I loved her and then I broke up with her and now you're alone by yourself calling me in the morning on Valentine's Day. Tony in Cincinnati, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Clay? Big time fan, man. Appreciate that. Hey, it's about 10, 12 years ago dating a really nice girl and uh, we were kind of on the outs, you know, coming towards Valentine's Day and I figured, you know, we'll get through the holiday kind of thing and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll part ways. And, uh... <laughs> She shows up Valentine's Day with a brand new 12 string guitar for me. It cost about a grand. You know, one of the nicest gifts I've ever received in my world. And uh, so, my, my story Valentine's Day lasted me three months because I stayed with her for three more months knowing I was just putting in time for her good gesture. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, if you go with a great gift on Valentine's Day, you definitely paint the other person into a corner. They can't leave, right? I mean, that's the truth. If you like, you got a thousand dollar gift there. You can't break up with somebody who gave you a thousand dollar gift. So even only thing worse than breaking up with her would be like if you gave the gift back and she's like, he broke up with me, and then he made me carry the guitar home. And she's got to, what does she do with the guitar? Probably can't return it. Every time she sees, it, probably breaks it, like a rock star style. He's got making her carry the guitar home with her would be such a disappointing thing. Uh, Patrick in New York, what's up? Hey, Clay. See, those were easy calls to go after. No pressure there. Woody was a fantastic call. <clears throat> so I've been married for six years. Every year, my wife is very chill, very cool. <clears throat> Doesn't put a lot of pressure on holidays. So she said uh, the year before last, you know, this is stupid. What a waste of money. These cards, flowers, chocolate. So I thought we were off the hook. So I made the ultimate mistake. I got out of work last Valentine's Day, go to the gym, stop at Lowe's, grab some paint to finish the bathroom like it's a normal day, uh, get home, and business as usual. No, she didn't do anything for me. Well, I woke up that morning, 4 o'clock, to her bawling in bed because I didn't get her anything for Valentine's Day. She pulls out of the bed stand a card and a gift for me, and uh, she's been keeping score ever since. Yeah. I'm going to have to pay for it this year. There you go. <laughs> I, and I know people out there think that they're not keeping score, I drove home last night. I went to go watch a uh, mid-major basketball game between Lipscomb and Liberty. Got in the car. I took my two youngest kids, uh, my uh, what, my eight-year-old and my four-year-old, took them to the game, driving home. I said, you know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to stop and we're going to get flowers. So what do you mean we're going to stop and get flowers? Well, first of all, I thought, I thought that uh, the, uh, the, the, the flower people that we've been doing the ads for, I was told that they were going to send flowers to my house. Because then I can be like, oh, look, hey, honey, look, I've got you flowers. It's like, no, they're advertising on your radio show and they just sent flowers here. No, 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 I always say that I ordered them. They didn't come. They didn't come for me. I've been telling everybody to go to Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers usually takes care of me. They send me a bunch of flowers. They didn't come this year. I don't know what happened. I'm sending thousands of people to go buy flowers from them. They didn't send me any. So I'm coming home. I say, you know what? We're going to go buy roses. Stop at the grocery store. Buy roses for mom and Nanny, and if Grandma were in town, we'd buy roses for Grandma, too. Grandma's not in town. She's living down at my beach house for the month. Good life for her. So uh, so we go buy roses. Well, why do we get roses, Dad? Because you always get roses for the women in your life on Valentine's Day because you never know when they're going to be mad that you didn't get roses for them on Valentine's Day. It's just Valentine's Day. I'm telling my kids already, eight and four years old, Valentine's Day protection. Just make the smart move. Always get protection. Always use protection on Valentine's Day. Roses. Uh, Dustin in Indiana. What's up, Dustin? What's going on, Clay, man? Hey, uh, good story here. My buddy, he starts dating this girl probably a month, and 
they're, you know, it's it's January, they meet up, whatnot. Well, she has a friend that is living with her at the time, and I took one for the team. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go out with you, a little double date Valentine's Day. So we're heading down to uh, downtown Indianapolis to grab a bite to eat, and we uh, we run out of gas. Uh, so we pull up to the side of the road there. Next thing you know, we got the cop pulling up behind us, and he's just sitting there, and he calls in a couple of his buddies. We have the K-9 unit. Well, little behold, the girl that I was uh, supposed to be going on a date with, she she had a half of a pound of Coke in her uh, big old little touche little baglet thing. And uh, so we ended up in uh, jail for that. Luckily, a half a pound of Coke? A half of a pound. I'm not even saying eight ball. I'm saying a half of a pound is what it was. Was she a dealer? She, she was. Yeah, absolutely. She was. Uh, she's from California, and she was just in town seeing her friend. Um, my guess is she was she was uh, trafficking the the coke over here to Indiana to the Midwest area. So I don't and, even know. So you did know, you so, end up getting in trouble, or did they let you off because no, you're like this is just some random chick yeah, that I'm taking out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, it it cost me some good attorney fee money, but at the end of the day, everything got dropped on my man. End. Imagine uh, if that chick had like put the cocaine under the chair under the seat in your car and said it was never mine. Like, you probably Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have been a life changer, that's for sure. <laughs> a half pound of Coke. That could have been a hell of a party for you, though. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> a half pound of Coke. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if you're just taking out some random chick on Valentine's Day? You get pulled over. She panics, pulls a half pound of Coke out, puts it underneath. Like, that's the kind of story an athlete would come out with, and you'd be like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So some random girl just had a half pound of Coke. And just put it underneath your seat. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It'd be the worst luck ever. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Major controversy erupting on the show. First of all, Iowa Sam refusing to play R. Kelly, even Ignition. Like, you're legitimately refusing. Uh, Yeah, I am. So if Danny G said you have to play R. Kelly, you would quit your job rather than play R. Kelly? No, I wouldn't quit. Okay, so that's not really refusing. Well, but I don't necessarily... Uh, that inherent that, that, termination okay. if I don't play a song. So that the Danny G said we've got a real uh, uproar here. No, there's no because uproar. I thought you might like that would be a really strong stance. Like I am so anti R Kelly that I will quit rather than play his song. Well, I'm not quitting. I'm just refusing. I'm standing. But you're my not ground. actually refusing because if we said no, you play it or you get fired, you would do it. Well, I don't know if I'd be fired. I'm refusing. 
But if I say the, uh, so, Are I am my, the dictator yeah. here. Okay. If you told me to play it, then I guess I'd play it. But All I wouldn't right. be. I wouldn't feel too comfortable about it. Well, see, it would be a lot more interesting. This would be a huge viral story if you refused and then we fired you, and then everybody would be like, "Well, who's in the right here? Mm-hmm. Is it Clay Travis yeah. for a, saying that Ignition is a great Valentine's Day song?" Or is it Iowa Sam well, for refusing to play R. Once Kelly? upon a time, I used to think that his songs were great. But after I have seen, you know, the damage that he has left in his uh, in his trail, then I uh, I don't, you know, I'm not so I'm not so hot on playing R. Kelly anymore. So that's controversial. Why? Kristen, uh, well, because... The, see the documentary. I, I don't, I know. I mean, that's a controversial part of the story. Like, what, what are we going to do about R. Kelly? But Kristen who is a stay-at-home mom and crochet expert, just reached out to the show and said, your show is no longer kid-appropriate. I don't need my girls listening to your aggressive misogyny. I guess I will switch. What have I done today that's been aggressively misogynistic? I don't know, because the entire show and yesterday's show, we've been preaching to all the male listeners to step their game up and treat their women right. I, I mean, in all honesty, what have I done? Does anybody know? I mean, you may all be misogynist too, according to Kristen, who, by the way, spells Kristen with a C-H. I guess she's putting the Christ in Kristen. Um, what, I mean, I want to go around the horn here. What have I done that's aggressively misogynistic today? I, 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 leg- I asked her. I said, please let me know. And she hasn't responded yet. But I don't even, uh, uh, do you have any idea what I've done that's aggressively misogynistic today, Danny G.? Just that Jay Z song reference. I got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. Yeah, that was that's the only thing I could think of. How that. is that aggressively misogynistic? Uh, that's one of the you, most famous you, lines in the history of uh, music. Uh, just because you use the B word, maybe I don't know. But bitch is not prohibited. Uh, Eddie, what have I done that's aggressively misogynistic today? Uh, nothing that I can think of. That's because you're a misogynist. Uh, uh, d- d- dub. What have I done? What what have I don't, done to offend Kristen? Don't ask me. I'm a, I'm a misogynist, Clay. <laughs> what about you, Iowa Sam? Yeah, you're clearly not a misogynist Uh-oh. because you hate R. Kelly. Well, what have I done I that's aggressively misogynistic today? Now I'm just wondering if uh, I'm going to lose my job because I I <laughs> I refuse to play one song when there's literally Should, thousands of good Valentine's songs out there. But Ignition is the greatest song of all time. It for is Valentine's a good song, Day. but I I don't I'm not a fan of the guy. That's just, all right. You know, so Iowa yeah. Sam has to step out. Should he be fired? If he re- mm. we never had this issue arise before. If he refuses to play a song that I request. If you You've request doing, it, Clay, if you want me to play it, I will play whatever you want. You, about yeah, that? okay. But I, you should have really gone to the wall here instead of immediately relenting. So you're out of the I equation right I now. I didn't immediately but relent. pretend that we actually had this debate. Eddie Garcia, you've been doing a working at Fox Sports Radio for like 52 years. Yeah. I, I bet this has never happened before where someone has refused to play a song requested by the, the guy who runs the show. What, what, what would I do? I don't even know. Uh, there would probably have to be some sort of meeting between uh, our boss and, and a conference call with Iowa Sam. And uh, I don't want to do com- I don't want to do oh, a conference call over if this. If you want to hear the song, we'll hear the song. It's up. Sam to you. is now scared. I can hear the fear. No, I'm no, not going to. It's a, it's a matter is, of uh, he is safe. You know. I'm telling him okay, that if he great. really cared about the show, he should have just played it up, and we would have fired him, and then it would have gone viral everywhere because everybody would have had an opinion on whether or not he should have played ignition. 
my employment and livelihood, uh, I don't care if it goes viral or not. I'm not, uh, you know, I still have to support myself. No, no, the this, viral this trending doesn't get me, get me money for you. Yeah. You would have become a social a justice warrior. I would become a martyr, he, a martyr, and a hero. Yeah. Well, that's great, but is that going to pay my bills? Maybe because somebody so. else out there, one of the social justice warriors, might hire you. Because they're so impressed that you weren't I, willing to play R. Kelly. Clay, I love working at Fox. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable here. And so if you would like to hear R. Kelly, that can be arranged. I'm disappointed in how quickly Iowa Sam, <laughs> like Danny G, you came to me and said he is refusing to I gotta, play it. I have all this pressure being applied and to me. And then like, it takes me five seconds of actually asking him to play it. Well, because you're threatening it. termination, Clay. Come on. First of all, that's not up to you. Second of all, I think it would be up to me. I, I, think I if, would hope I think not. I would Scott hope that's Shapiro not how. Scott Shapiro and Don Martin would say you can't trust a guy who won't play a song that Clay Travis is asking to be played on his own show. But it, we're going back to the root here of this. We got to go back to the root here. You that, told the, hold on. It's First, a Danny problem G. to play R. Kelly. Danny G, you told me he's refusing to, and then it takes me ten seconds to get him to agree to play whatever I want him to play. Yep, yeah, I mean I may, you get your maybe. Way, Clay. I'm thinking Iowa Sam likes Ignition more than he likes the song Honey Love. So when you switched it up to Ignition, that's when Sam right. eased up a little Here bit. Here is the question. Is it possible for you to mixtape Ignition Ooh. with TLC's Waterfalls as we return for the final segment? Like back and forth, back and forth? Yeah, yeah, like a, like a, like a DJ would do. That's what you claim to be, right? A DJ. Go back and forth perfectly mixing Waterfalls and Ignition. Oh, that's a big uh, task in, what, five minutes? We'll yeah, you see. better make it happen or I'm going to fire you too. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.